This podcast is brought to you by Hostfully. We make property management software and digital guidebooks. Using Hostfully, you can create a free guidebook for your property that works on any mobile device. To learn more and sign up for our industry newsletter, please visit Hostfully.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 So welcome to Get Paid for Your Pet podcast episode 322 with Matt Malouf. Yeah. So Matt, you yeah, uh, you, have, you have a pretty interesting story, man, when it comes to when it comes to Airbnb, because I I know and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I I think you got kicked off the platform at some point, right? Yeah, a couple of years ago. So it forced me to rechange uh, and readjust strategies and all. But yeah, I was, I was co-hosting with uh, a business partner of mine in South America. So we had a, a couple of apartments that we were we had on Airbnb and such for some other clients and, and other business mostly. Uh, it was easier just to collect uh, money and things from them and get that done. Uh, and what happened in, in uh, the business culture in some countries is more instead of trying to figure out how to raise up and fit and better your own business, they kind of nitpick and and work at taking down your business. And so at some point there were some complaints that were registered against. Uh, our uh, our accommodation, and then for whatever reason, Airbnb just shut us down without warning and uh, uh, refunded all of our guests that we had booked at the time. And it took you know a couple months of going back and forth, figuring out, trying to figure out what had happened. And they basically had just said we had violated uh, some of the terms of uh, their agreement or, or however. And uh, so we were, you know, summarily kicked off the platform. So we had to figure out a way to kind of readjust and and redo our business strategy without Airbnb. And this was back in 2016. Mm. Uh, so it was a few years ago. And, um, you know, just as Airbnb too was really picking up uh, popularity on, amongst the entrepreneurial and real estate investor set. Um, so it was kind of tough trying to, trying to be in, in some of these short-term rental discussions and groups without being on Airbnb myself uh, anymore. And it was kind of embarrassing to, to talk about uh, at first, and I didn't really even mention that until recently on your guys' um, uh, private chat uh, last week. So it was uh, just kind of made me rethink and reevaluate what I wanted to do and what we were trying to do with our short-term rental business and business side of things and uh, how to continue on, say, without Airbnb. So I kind of already know how to do that from experience. Right. Yeah. Right, so you you're much better prepared right now for for everything uh, that's going on, um, because you're already you already set up all your your own marketing, your own systems, and all of that. Um, can you can you give us a quick background on how you got how you got started, like how many units are you running, and uh, where you're based? Uh, yeah, I, I currently live in Southern California, and I've got a couple of units in Central America, a condo hotel unit, and a couple of houses, small houses. 
and then a couple of apartments that we co-host and manage in South America. Um, I've had my uh, real estate license for about 14 years, and I really kind of see myself as a real estate entrepreneur and investor first with uh, some specialty and sub-niche in uh, short-term rentals and all. So that's kind of where I come from and how I see it. Uh, that everybody doing short-term rentals is really a real estate entrepreneur first and foremost. Mm-hmm. They happen to be specializing and niching in the short-term rental market. And then even more so whether they're doing rental arbitrage, co-hosting, property management, and that. So um, I don't have too many units uh, by, by uh, all stretch, but um, you know I enjoy managing and working on the units that I do have. And I kind of have partnered with and subcontracted out a lot of the day-to-day work because going through they they are there are a lot of day-to-day minutia and work that I don't necessarily enjoy but um, I would blessed to have some really wonderful partners that help me do those got it and um, so let's let's dive into today's topic right which is uh, which is Pinterest like you were you were talking about this uh, in our in our inner circle I think it was la- last week and uh, I was uh, mm-hmm. I was really impressed with you know, the way that you were able to use Pinterest to drive bookings to, to your, to your property. So uh, I'd love to, to understand a little bit more about, you know, first of all, like how, how do you set that up? Um, and what are, what are sort of the guidelines as to, um, you know, how do you actually drive traffic? Because I think, uh, I think just putting some pictures on Pinterest is, is not going to cut it. You need to have a, a strategy or system, right? Yeah. Pinterest is, uh, it's got about 200 million users and they have uh, 2 billion searches every month. So it's really a search engine, but it's a search engine that you start with words that gives you basically results in pictures and visual hmm. uh, pictures. The reason it's called Pinterest, if you can think um, kind of back, back in the old school before the internet, really, uh, you had these kind of cork boards in uh, in our kitchens and such that you put the thumbtacks on with your notes and pictures and things on it. It's kind of like the internet version of that. So you have pin boards of different things that you want. Um, it started off, uh, really grew up a lot on uh, Mark, on uh, not Mark, on gardening and recipes. And mm. there's a lot of inspirational quotes and stuff up there. But uh, we're looking at it like I always kind of look at things. What can I kind of borrow from other industries? and import into what I'm doing to try and make it a little bit better. So Pinterest is, is basically like your own internet billboard for what you want to represent as either your personal interests or hobbies or as an entrepreneur, um, what your business is about. And it's, a, it's your sounding board to put up uh, in a visual manner and a visual representation of what, what you have to represent. So um, what you can do is... You, how you set up the name of your Pinterest account is important. So it should be ideally congruent with your Airbnb listing, uh, what you kind of called your house. Um, you know, like, uh, like one example is we have a, a client that's Casa Colocha. So she has her Facebook is Casa Colocha and then Pinterest related Pinterest boards. There's not too many, but there's a few on there. So if somebody's looking at Airbnb and they like the accommodations, they want to do more, they want to do a little more research on what it is. And they, they research, they look that up. Then they see the the pictures and things um, on the Pinterest boards. And the Pinterest boards, you kind of look at it as a way for you as an ambassador of your local area, your local neighborhood, to sort of show people around, similar to similar to Instagram. But uh, Pinterest allows you to put up different SEO optimized 
pin boards of things to do, places to go, uh, places to eat and such, and put a kind of a visual picture story of what's going on. Um, so what you want to do is kind of optimize the, there's a, like on your web page, you know, a lot of browsers, especially Chrome, will have a thing where you can right click and save the picture. You know, mm -hmm. the, if you see a little red uh, icon that has a little P in there, that's Pinterest. So what you can do is you can automatically save that picture to your Pinterest board of something that you like. So what we noticed was there's a lot of people that as they're planning their vacation before they select their accommodations, that they're looking for things to do, uh, things to do, places to go, places to eat within their destination. So, you know, let's say they're going to um, uh, Playa Sayulita in Mexico and they're looking for places to go and things to do and things and they're searching on the internet and they find pictures of, you know, nice seafood restaurants on the beach. Um, horseback riding trails to do. They can take those and save those to Pinterest boards. And ideally as an entrepreneur, that's what you want to do. So let's say if you're an entrepreneur in Playa Sayulita, Mexico, you want to have, you know, a Pinterest board named, you know, things to do in Playa Sayulita, Mexico, and then a bunch of, of pins or pictures uh, in there. They could be your, your, ideally a lot of your pictures and pictures of, of outlying restaurants of, the horseback riding there is to do uh, of obviously your place. And, you know, one of those boards is just your place of, you know, you know, Jasper's Casa and Playa Sayulita is the name of the board. So anybody searching Jasper, Jasper Rivers will see that board a lot easier. And uh, Pinterest is shows up a lot in Google searches, but it's also designed for people using Pinterest. And they're, it's smaller than, you know, than Facebook and Instagram and such, but the audience is much more loyal and engaging and interactive so the people that are already on pinterest and already using pinterest to find and search for stuff so you know they would search you know my vacation summer 2020 and wherever they're going start adding pictures of things to do because a picture is worth a thousand words so if they have 20 pictures in there it gives a whole much uh, a much clearer representation of what they might want to do where they might want to go and if they keep seeing that you are suggesting things to do in there as the short-term rental operator it becomes a lot easier to convert those clients because they keep seeing you. They keep mm -hmm. seeing what you have to offer and what you're recommending uh, to do to places to eat and, and things, to, things to do. So um, we've noticed that that helps a lot. Awesome, man. That sounds, that sounds great. So, so let, me, let me try and understand this correctly, right? So Pinterest is essentially, it's a search engine for pictures, uh, just like Google. Um, so let's say that I want to stay in in your neighborhoods right and so before mm -hmm. i book something i i want to i want to see what's what what is there to do what are some cool restaurants and stuff so i go on pinterest or even i go on google and i i google like best things to do in, and you look for that exactly and then i find your pinterest board and i see pictures mm -hmm. of the cool things that i can do in your neighborhood some restaurants some pictures of food and stuff like that and so mm -hmm. i start clicking on those things and then and then as I noticed, like, hey, these these pictures are all on on the board that's called, you know, Matt's uh, Mexican Dream House. And then yeah. and then is and and then how do I go from finding you in Pinterest to actually, um, how do I go from there to your listing and and book it? Is there can you put put a link on your Pinterest photos, or do I then need to take yeah. your the name of your you know? Matt's Mexican dream house. And then I go on Google and, and find it. And, and that way I find your site. 
Okay, well, this, this is where um, a good description for your Pinterest account will come in handy. So you'll have um, a geotag link of where your, your business is at. You'll have a place to put in your website and then talk about a little bit about your business and, and your, your house. You can also do that for each Pinterest board that you send, set up. So the, the things to do in Playa Silita, Mexico, you know, by say Jasper Rivers, you know, and then in the description for the board, you can all, you also make sure you have a link to your listing and or website or wherever you want to drive your traffic back to. So what's cool about Pinterest is when you're searching, you know, Jasper's looking for his places to do in Mexico and you find pins or pictures that are interesting, you can just click and save it to your own pin and to your own board. So you could have um, an idea like, you know, Jasper's, you know, July 2020 vacation and you want to go to Playa Sayulita, Mexico and you clicking and adding those pins to your board and other people see those, then they, then they find my information for my house or my casita, whatever I have, because you pinned my picture on there. So the more people that you have pinning your pictures out there, it always will link back to your account, not just Jasper's, but they might find it in Jasper's account but then go back to my account that they see it at. And so if they, if they like it and they contact you through there, Oh, I saw you on Pinterest. Oh, great. You know, obviously you can always offer like maybe a five or 10% discount or something that they find, they say they found you on Pinterest and, and things like that. But um, it, Pinterest allows you as a follower, let's say you can follow somebody's account. So you can just follow say Jasper's Pinterest account and everything you put on, or they can follow just a particular board. That you have, whether it's the board for your short-term rental, it's the board for what you recommend the uh, places to go, what you recommend places to eat, to do, to tours, and things like that. So, and this is where I was kind of suggesting in, in um, the Profit Club there that people should go out and interview their local business owners. Why? Because it'd be a great time. They have extra time, so you can actually meet with the owners of, of restaurants, of pest control places, of um, you know, whatever tourist activities there are to do. And you can take pictures and video. You can put those onto YouTube. You can put them onto Facebook, but you can take the pictures and put them into your things to do, places to eat on your Pinterest board as well. And then you kind of SEO optimize and geotag the name of the picture. Um, there's a thing called like alt tagging in the website where you can explain a description of the, of the uh, picture on your website. And what will happen is Pinterest pulls that description and automatically puts that as the description in your Pinterest board or somebody's Pinterest board. So if you kind of, I mean, it's a little more technical, but if you do that, set that up right, it makes it easier for people to find the pictures and things that you're putting out there and such. So, um, so you kind of like somebody's, you know, looking for a place to go on vacation. They decided where to go. They're looking for things to do, place to eat, whatever it might be. And then there, you know, there's a lot of dedicated users on Pinterest that are, doing their vacation planning to some degree on there. So they find what you might have to offer. If it's not booked, you know, it's a lot easier to convert those clients to, to go book at your place or at least have that awareness so you can be at top of mind when they want to, to go book or they recommend, say, hey, you know, go look, at, go look at this place. This is really cool because then uh, Pinterest also allows you to share boards where I say, oh, Jasper, look at this board I found of, or you're interested in and, and boom, I can just pin it right onto your account and, and such as well. So it's, it makes it a lot easier to really um, target the audience. And this is where kind of knowing 
your client, you know, your avatar, who are you marketing to, whether it's, you know, high ends, families, um, backpacker types, you know, whatever that might be and what they're actually looking for and what kind of features and things that they think are important for them, what they're doing. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is kind of help them make it easier to make memories. You know, I think more so than uh, hospitality, but you're kind of in the memory making business. You know, you're, this could be the one vacation they take all year with their whole family, you know? And so the accommodation that you provide is going to be a big deal in helping, you know, make those memories good or bad, you know, and either way, you know, the ones that are kind of in the middle are not as big, but you know, if you can help make it uh, better, they remember that. And if you make it a little, you know, a little bit more difficult, they remember that and they're a little more vocal on it as well. Sure. Um, So that, That'll help. Um, let's see what else. And uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of some of the the quick tips and tricks to to get up and going. Pinterest is not very difficult to use at all. Um, it's just a little tedious. So it, it just takes time to you know really, to name all the photos properly, to upload them, to sort of geotag them, to code them, uh, and have the descriptions in and getting the description of your board because you want you really want it keyword and SEO optimized, you know, both your pictures as much as possible, the actual name of the photo. Um, if you're pulling it, having it pulled from a website, you know, having, you know, all the correct website descriptors and, and things in there, naming your board and then describing your, your particular board correctly as well. And then um, the, the board on your, your account. So the name of your account as well as the description of your account and what you're trying to do. So um, Got it. And then hashtags. Hashtags are really important to use as far as um, when you want people to share, you want them to, sh- to share as, you know, like hashtag Jasper's place. So then you, you can better locate the hashtags across social media of what people are sharing about your, about your place. So um, you always want to tell people, um, you know, to use a particular hashtag for your Pinterest account and such. Interesting. And, and what I'm thinking is, you know, if you, if you go about and, and create all this content for Pinterest, then you can really easily repurpose that content to go on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, you could easily, even if you have a direct booking website, you could even um, create a small blog and, and put that content out there as well, right? So you're hitting multiple avenues. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're doing too? Uh, I'm not doing it for myself, but for a couple of clients that we are. Your Pinterest kind of allows you to embed uh, boards into uh, other websites. It allows you to create a link shortener to then share either a particular picture or a board onto social media uh, through Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and such. So you could share a particular board. Say, oh, if you're by the way, if you're you know coming to Playa Sayulita in Mexico, here's a here's a board of all the cool seafood restaurants that we like. And then boom, you can put that link up there and it's a link shortener. So it'll track the links coming in and what, what you're doing. That's awesome. So when you, uh, when you go kick off of, of Airbnb a couple of years ago, like how long, how long did it take you to, to build this, uh, this Pinterest strategy? How long did it take for before bookings were starting to come in through that channel? It took, uh, we didn't really start anything on Pinterest until probably summer of last year. It was just something I had noticed, you know, when I'm doing Google searches on whatever research that I'm doing, 
Pinterest images and things kept kind of popping up. So it was kind of something I was like, okay, you know, and I talked to my spouse who runs a, a social media marketing company and asked her about kind of, you know, how you can, how you can do that because she does it for real estate agents and real estate investors. We're thinking, well, you know, couldn't we do it say as a, a short-term rental operator? And our niche is really specific and, and sub for uh, backpackers and such. Um, but we went to a couple of people and, and suggested, hey, can we, do an experiment to, you know, kind of see if we can get some traffic and such to your guys' websites. They're uh, a lot bigger and have a little bit more um, properties and such that is optimized better for that. So uh, we went to a couple of people and built up some Pinterest boards and things for them. And uh, it it takes about uh, it takes about a week before you can start getting picked up on on the search engines and showing up really on the first page of Google. I mean, you'll start showing up. So really, you're creating awareness and engagement and using it as a broader marketing strategy to have the website, the Twitter, the Facebook and direct booking and all that, you know, it helps uh, within probably about two months, a month to two months, depending mm-hmm. on the market, uh, where you can see people who are seeing you on Pinterest and be more engaged to actually getting bookings on the site. So how, how does this Pinterest strategy fit into your overall marketing strategy? And how, what percentage of bookings do you think you're getting from Pinterest? Pinterest, for me, we've only had maybe one or two. Um, we've had, uh, like, most of, my, most of our bookings in South America are through uh, a real estate investment and an immigration corporation that we own. So they're basically people that are already coming into into the country for other business activities and we just have a place that we can offer them that's a kind of like a condo for um a short-term stay to take care of what they need to take care of um it hasn't it's helped kind of um what you call it convert the client more so than it is as a lead generator on on that Mm -hmm. end so that's what's really helped for us as far as being able to share quickly share a board or two with them and they see that and kind of okay you know now I know where you're at, what it is, and, and what to do, so they can we can book directly through them. Because um, processing payments in some of these countries can be quite expensive. Um, you know, mm. you're talking, you know, up to ten to fifteen percent uh, in some of these Latin countries because the banking systems are a little bit different than than what we're used to here in the U.S. as far as efficiency, currency conversions, and things like that. So, you know, we can lose sometimes up to. Um, 30, or not lose, but we could, it costs us sometimes 30% of our booking just to take, take the payment between the bank fees, the currency conversions, and, and all right. of that. So it's, it's a little difficult. And then when you're trying to be competitive uh, with other listings and, and hotels and such, it really drives the cost down because uh, labor costs in those countries, you know, as you know, is, is a lot lower. So um, kind of competing with certain local uh, people can be a little bit difficult. So. Um, but some of our clients, they, they, they do pretty well with the, with the Pinterest as really as part of an overall strategy, either for awareness or further engagement. Yes. And, uh, and I'm, I'm fully aware of the, the issues that you can run into with, uh, with banking and everything in, uh, in, in, uh, third world yeah. and second world countries, like in Egypt for our, for our boutique hotel that we have there, we, we only accept cash. Cause it's like, it's like going through banks and stuff. It's just uh, yeah, that's what we had to go to for a while. Hi, everybody. It's Margot Schmorak. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Hostfully. 
We are so happy to be sponsoring this podcast with Jasper in hopes that it helps you during this challenging time. Hostfully helps 17,000 property managers around the world with property management software and digital guidebooks. And even in the midst of these hard times, we're seeing our customers get creative. I thought you might like to hear a few stories from them. One of our customers who's based outside of New York City is changing their rental model and shifting to long-term stays. And despite many cancellations, she was able to get a two-month booking in one of her rentals. Another customer took advantage of this time to do some poignant email marketing, emphasizing that they thoroughly clean the rental after every guest, and also implementing a 48-hour waiting period to protect future guests from any potential harm. To hear more stories like these and prepare yourself for this very low, but hopefully very short season, please go to hostfully.com and sign up for our newsletter. We're excited to hear from you. Be well. I, I just want to go back to when you, when you had, you know, when, when, you, when these issues with Airbnb start, started coming, when you, when you lost that as a marketing channel. I, I can imagine that must have been a, a bit of a, a shock, right? Um, so how did, you, how did you manage that? And like, what what did you do to rebuild all those all those bookings? Because my understanding is you, you're you pretty much uh, you have a pretty good occupancy um, all year all year round. So you're really getting you know most of your bookings through through direct bookings and not through any OTAs, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, our condo hotel uh, in Central America is through uh, a hotel resort, so they handle all of that, and that's just a completely different uh, different thing. We have a, a couple of houses in uh, rural Central America that was very up and down on on short term rentals on and Airbnb in particular. By the time we went through the fees and everything, it was like we were almost fifty percent at the cost because we operate more of the much more affordable backpacker type. You know, the people that are looking for very affordable uh, accommodations and such. So that's our niche market there, um, and we were having a, a more difficult time. So what we had done is we partnered with a local NGO, non-governmental organization, nonprofit that uh, works with uh, literacy for children uh, in the area and also runs a, a women's group and, and helps women um, in their entrepreneurial endeavors and such. Um, so we partnered with them to basically get volunteers in there who didn't want to do the work away sort of free um, work exchange for accommodation platform but they necessarily couldn't afford staying in the hotel there. So we were able to provide affordable, uh, private, relaxing accommodations in more of a live like a local manner for them. Um, and so we basically partnered with the, the NGO and the NGO does all the marketing for volunteers. And then they have, you know, some little stuff on their website and pictures. They're the ones that handle pictures for, uh, and Pinterest and everything for the whole, village and the area and the country in general, and then try and bring in tourists, they call it volunteerism. They try and bring in the volunteers uh, or people that, that come in to help with uh, the literacy, the medical, or the women's entrepreneurial group, and then say, okay, this is the bank of houses that we have available and what each one costs. And so a couple of those houses are ours that people can then book. And we go, we've gone through... Um, uh, more of a midterm rental solution, so we go month by month, and that that's worked better for us in Central America. In uh, in South America, we basically just make um, a Facebook page for the listings, and then kind of list them for both short term and long term rent. Because in in South America, there are some areas you know it could take you 
six months or a year to find a decent, actually payable, or you know, decent rent-paying um, tenant. So we also market it on uh, short-term rental and usually through local Facebook ads and Facebook group posts and say, hey, look, we've got this accommodation. Here's all the pictures, a little video walkthrough. Uh, this is kind of where it, in the neighborhood that it's in, you know, a screenshot of um, the map with the area, the facade of the building. Most people will know, uh, be able to find that on a Google map search and things. Um, and then what the accommodation is, how much it costs per night. And then um, we have a, a Airbnb link that we can use for that or just uh, book directly like through Facebook and such. So there's... Um, one of uh, one of my business partners also uses Wix because Wix has like a hospitality plugin now that you can mm. use basically to do fake listings directly on their web page and and take uh, listings and, and directions through that and it's pretty it's a pretty good pretty good plugin from what I've seen. So, got it. Um, we got a question from Jenna in the Airbnb Profit Club and. Uh, by the way, you can watch these these podcast episodes live yeah. in the Airbnb Profit Club for the people that are listening on the podcast. So if you wanna if you wanna ask some questions from the next next week or in coming weeks in the podcast, go into Airbnb Profit Club where you can watch this live. So Jenna is asking, this is a really good question. Uh, how do you track if the inquiry is coming from Pinterest? Because one of the things I noticed as well with our place in in Egypt, we have a lot of social media because it's a kitesurfing hotel. And so we have lots of guide surfing videos all over social media. And then when we get a booking, you know, the only way for us to really know how that person found us was to ask them, Hey, how did you find us? But do, do you have a way of tracking like what's coming through Pinterest? The same thing. We just kind of ask them where, where they found us or where they saw us. And um, I'd say Instagram is probably the number one. Um, uh, website search and on the web and then Pinterest is kind of getting in there now as one of the one of the platforms right and then a follow-up question from Jenna is do you pay for the Facebook ads and do you post Facebook updates several times a week for my my books and my business consulting I, I pay for those Facebook ads but for um, our accommodations no we don't we have um, my business partner there handles all of that in central in South America and such so part of her daily plan is she has her her facebook links for uh, our accommodations and just post post those post those up so we have a like a facebook business page for the short term rentals and then there's a post and then what she does is she shares the posts to the various groups hmm. for that accommodation it's kind of just you know a generic long form sales of what the, kind of summarizes the, the airbnb listing and such um, but we try and move people off of Airbnb, either pay directly um, or pay when they come in because uh, the, the costs are so high. Got it. And by the way, I, I was on a mastermind poll yeah. last week. And one, one thing that uh, people were saying is that right now, uh, Facebook ads uh, apparently are super, super cheap, especially outside of the US um, because there's not a lot of people advertising right now. So Currently, you can get uh, you get incredible deals on on Facebook ads right now. Yeah, if you can get them approved, <laughs> like three of the last five ads that I've done have all been declined or needed to be modified because of uh, it looked like you're advertising for housing and such. I'm like, it's a book, you know. Re you know, I'm advertising for a book. It, have, it may have real estate investing in the title, but it's not an advertisement for housing. And that's like Facebook's algorithm that's kind of 
looking at uh, words within the images and such, because that's um, Google's really at the forefront of that, where mm -hmm. they're um, they're able to actually read words off of images. So, Ninja Tip, if you can go through and put in either a hashtag or a particular name or a social media tag into your like embedded onto the actual picture itself, and that's what you mm -hmm. put on social media, and that's what you um, put on Pinterest and everything, then no matter where that picture goes or ends up, it has either your website or your Twitter or Facebook handle on the bottom embedded on the photo itself. And so that's really what, what you want. There's programs that you know can do that. There's VAs that can do that. There's services that that can that can do that. But no matter where your picture sort of gets sent out on the internet, it'll you know somebody'll still be able to find it, find where it came from. Right. And when you say embed, what what does it mean exactly? Does it mean that you you put like a little watermark on, on the on the photo? Yeah, on the on the bottom with your website, your social media handle or whatever it is. So then right. that way um, you know, Google is really the best at it, but they're, they're working on, um, you know, how to search text within images and then mm. text within our words and text within videos. So that's like right. what they're doing now is like, you know, kind of the full censorship on the, the COVID on YouTube and such. So you don't ever have to put COVID anywhere in your descriptions or anything. If you just mention it or coronavirus in your video, it can get automatically tagged for, uh, demonetization and stuff. Hmm. Got it. So if I create, if I put images out of of uh, of our our place in in Egypt, I should always put the the brand, the brand, our brand's play kite, and so I should always put that in, in small text on the photos and and in the videos, um, so that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if anywhere I'll... it goes, you think anybody sees that that uh, Instagram image, uh, they see it on Pinterest, wherever they share it, or wherever it is. Nobody really has to go search for it. Like, oh, where did that image come from? Where'd it go? Oh, no, right there. Play kite. What's that? Right. Play kite, you know, throw play kite in Google and pfft, there it goes. Interesting, right. That's, that's awesome. That's good to know. I'm going to definitely uh, pass that on to my, my business partner. So, um, yeah, so all of your pictures going out, you know, depending on if it's for the podcast, for your Egypt place, for your Columbia place, or whatever it might be, you know, you, you have that where you want whoever sees that picture where you want them to go whether it's your website, your social media, your kind of whatever, you embed it as a watermark or something down on the bottom of the picture. Sweet, man. Sweet. Well, that's really useful information. Um, well, we've been going for over over half an hour already. This is, this is uh, really, really interesting stuff, man. Thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing. Um, I know you have, some, I know you have some, uh, some books out there on Amazon and stuff. You want to mention how people can find you? Uh, yeah, if you go on to amazon.com, you can put in my name, Matt Maloof, uh, short-term rental success stories from the edge. We've got volumes one, two, three, and four out on paperback and Kindle. Uh, I try and put them for free on Kindle, uh, every couple months for a few days and such, just to kind of get the word out. Um, they're mostly compilation books, so you can think of them as like uh, chicken soup for the soul, um, for inspirational stories for short-term rental entrepreneurs. So if, if you want to be, a, you know, a super host, an Airbnb plus host, you know, Jasper and Eric are like the people to talk to. They'll tell you how to get all of that stuff done and do it great. Um, if you're looking for like inspirational stories on entrepreneurship uh, from a bunch of different entrepreneurs on, all throughout the Airbnb space or short-term rental space, 
um, you know, great books to pick up. You know, you can get through all of them in under an hour, hour and a half. So that's sort of my brand on on the books is just something that people can pick up for quick, easy, digestible reading. Most of them are on um, audiobook as well. I gave you a couple of free links if you want to pass those out to to whoever. Um, they're under two hours on audiobook, uh, and all is just a, kind of a great source of inspiration. Sweet man, that's awesome, man. I um, I really appreciate that. So if uh, if people are listening, if you have questions for Matt, Matt's very active in our Airbnb Profit Club. He's always sharing uh, lots of interesting stuff. So uh, I'm sure uh, if you go in Airbnb Profit Club and you tag Matt, then uh, he'll probably uh, he'll answer your questions. I'm sure. Um. All right. Well, this this was fun, man. This was, uh, can this I was throw out, interesting. Can I throw out two more two more tips? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Keep them going. Keep them coming. Okay. Um, yeah, this, this doesn't have to do with uh, social media marketing or anything like that. But um, two resources I think everybody should consider is uh, BNI.com, which is Business Networking International. Uh, they're a great networking, uh, networking site for local entrepreneurs. And they, really, they only accept one professional from each sort of category that they have. So as a short-term rental operator, you know, you can kind of be in the real estate, kind of be in um, the hospitality segment, depending on how you, you market yourself to them and such. But the whole point is to meet once a week in person, usually for breakfast on, on a weekday, um, to talk about the local happenings in the area and really cross-refer people. And it's a great place to find you know, like-minded uh, entrepreneurs to really help grow your business in particular. Um, after this whole COVID thing is done, it'll be, you know, going back to face to face. So you get that personal interaction and, and such. And they're really great source for, uh, just helping run your business as a, as a business and have a network of people that can help you out. Cause I'm real big on community and networks. Um, another one is, is I think to reach out to you, uh, or to join your local chamber of commerce and, you know, be one of those short-term rental professionals, especially if you're operating multiple units, you know, more than six or seven, uh, if they're all within a certain geographical area. I think being in your chamber of commerce really adds a certain level of professionalism to yourself and the industry as well, uh, and, and such. And there's, um, they, it, nobody was really doing it a few years ago. And I've seen a, a few more um, chamber of uh, commerce members now throughout uh, California here, at least, kind of on that are short-term rental operators and they're obviously property, you know, more property managers, but I think the smaller entrepreneurs could, could benefit from that as well. That's awesome. Can you repeat the name? It was B N I. Yeah. Uh, B is in boy N is in Nancy. I is in Ida.com for business networking international. Um, so you just type in your zip code, you find a local chapter and they're worldwide. So whether you're in the U.S., Canada, Europe, and such, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Usually it's like $300 to $600 per year is the annual membership. Um, and then you know, $10 to $20 per week for your, your breakfast and such, uh, whatever they go. And they usually meet at a, a local coffee shop or local uh, restaurant for breakfast. And then each week, somebody, a couple of people uh, will give presentations on their business and their industry, what's happening, what they're seeing, good and bad and such like that. So at some point in the year, you'll have the opportunity to be spotlighted at least once or twice on your business and or your industry and get positive feedback on, you know, both presentation skills and then and networking and such as well. So it's, um, yeah, 
I think BNI is an invaluable resource for uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs and such. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you for sharing that. Was, um, what, was, what was number two? Number two was uh, join your local chamber of commerce. Oh, that was number uh, two. And chambers of commerce are, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Number two was join your local chamber uh, of commerce. And they're all over the world as well. Um, just to find uh, and promote entrepreneurism and, uh, and business and good business practices and such. And it's a good way to network into you know, a group of local businesses and entrepreneurs. And, you know, it's also a great source to then look for people to interview for your small business and your short-term rental business to then market and promote. Because then if you start um, making uh, Pinterest pin boards of their businesses, people that are looking for their businesses, places to eat, things to do and things, then can find your business a lot mm -hmm. easier as well. So then you can get those warmer leads coming in. So kind of everything sort of, you know, goes back and cycles back and, and turns around on, on each other. So it all part, it's part, Pinterest is a great task within a broader strategy marketing plan. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, you know, one of the reasons I uh, was really looking forward to talking to you is, you know, given what's, what's happening in their space right now, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that, you know, being just being on the Airbnb or just being on the ODAs is, um, you know, is, is not, necessary ideal uh, especially when when something happens like this this crisis that we're in right now so i think right now the people that are getting mm -hmm. still getting a lot of bookings um you know they're 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 thinking outside of the box right they're they're doing different strategies they're not just relying on the otas right now and so i think that's people are this is like a, a what will make people realize that there is a different strategy that you can use a mark you have your own marketing strategy have your own website, use all these social media channels, et cetera. So I think a lot of people are going to be uh, starting to, you know, looking, be looking to do that. So we're definitely planning to create a lot of content around, uh, around marketing, direct bookings and all of that in the, in the next couple of months. So, so, um, so yeah, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll chat again, but, um, but I just want to say thank you for sharing everything. Yeah, there's um, thanks for being in our in our inner circle. Uh, you're always very uh, active and contributing, so we really appreciate that. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, one of the few podcasts that I listen to regularly that uh, you know would be uh, great to be on. So I'm very happy, very thankful that uh, you asked me to be here. Sweet man. Well, thanks a lot. And to the listeners, thanks for listening. And again, if you if you want to actually be live on these podcasts and ask questions, uh, simply join the Airbnb Profit Club, uh, where you can uh, we every Monday at 10 a.m. You can uh, and, and Thursday at 10 a.m. as well. We're doing two a week right now. Uh, you can uh, you can see uh, me or myself and Eric live doing these podcasts, and uh, we're also putting them on YouTube. So on YouTube, you can listen to it, but you can also see. Uh, the actual interview, you can see the actual, our actual faces and all of that. So, all right. Thanks everybody for listening or watching and uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.